Turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 17. Joshua chapter 17, and we're going to start reading in verse 14. Everybody there? And the children of Joseph spake unto Joshua, saying, Why hast thou given me but one lot and one portion to inherit, seeing I am a great people, forasmuch as the Lord hath blessed me hitherto? And Joshua answered them, If thou be a great people, then get thee up to the wood country, and cut down for thyself there in the land of the Perizzites, and of the giants, if Mount Ephraim be too narrow for thee. And the children of Joseph said, The hill is not enough for us. And all the Canaanites that dwell in the land of the valley have chariots of iron, both they who are of Bethshean and her towns, and they who are of the valley of Jezreel. And Joshua spake unto the house of Joseph, even to Ephraim and Manasseh, saying, Thou art a great people, and hast great power. Thou shalt, have, <clears throat> thou shalt not have one lot only. But the mountain shall be thine, for it is a wood, and thou shalt cut it down. And the outgoings of it shall be thine, for thou shalt drive out the Canaanites, though they have iron chariots, and though they be strong. You know... As God gave me this scripture tonight, I struggled trying to figure out exactly what it is He wanted me to share with you. And that sometimes is the case. Sometimes it's not just clear as a bell what it is God wants me to share with you. Even though I may know the scripture that He's wanting me to start at, I have to spend some time really digging and praying and finding out what it is God wants me to tell you. So tonight as I was reading this scripture and and praying, and thinking, and studying, something kind of jumped out at me, and and this group of scriptures where I stayed, and so I was looking at this, and I began to notice that the children of Joseph here, the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim, they they were kind of complaining. I mean, that's pretty obvious. It didn't take a, a, a Bible scholar to figure that out. So I'm not trying to. Uh, tell you that I'm trying to endue you with knowledge from on high right now, but uh, these these people were complaining about the not only the land they were given, but the amount of land they were given. They felt like they deserved a whole lot more. And without doing a little bit of studying and, and research here, you might not you might miss the fact that they're thinking a little higher of themselves than they ought to. They said, we're a great people. But if you do a little digging, you find out that these two tribes combined weren't even as big as Judah, the the single tribe. So you see, they're, they're thinking that they're something greater than they really are. And they're complaining. They're, they're whining. They're, you know, Joshua said, you've got Mount Ephraim. And they said, this hill is not enough. 
They, they called this mountain a hill. So they're, they're belittling the thing that was given to them. And then they go on to say, oh yeah, and over in the valley, there's all these people we got to fight against. So they're not only complaining about what was given to them, but they're saying we're lazy and we don't want to go take it. Now they didn't say that. They wouldn't dare come out and say that because that would mean they acknowledge where the problem was. So we find here two problems. And unfortunately, I think that these two problems are prevalent today even. People complain about what they have and they don't want to work for what could be theirs. You know, God is a gracious God. That name Jehovah Jireh, the Lord has provided, has a great depth of meaning to me. But do you know, there is always plenty of opportunity in the flesh to miss God's provision. God provides for us in ways we can't imagine, but there are many times He has provided for you, but because we're too lazy, because we're not willing to get up and fight and work and, and sweat a little bit and try to uh, acquire what it is He's provided, we miss His provision. Because we want to sit, we would much rather just sit around and complain about not having what somebody else got. Well, God, why didn't we get the same blessing they did? You know, we, man, we've done everything that they've done. We've, we've worked just as hard as they worked. How come they got blessed more than we did? But you know, if you look at your life from an external place, that you may not have the same opinion then. Man, it's, it is rough. Standing on this side, I'm going to tell you all right now. Because everything I have preached to you lately, I ought to be sitting on the other side listening. This may not be for nobody tonight but me. But I want you all to understand that I'm right there with you. This, I'm not somehow better off and, and don't have to hear this kind of stuff. But we sit around and think sometimes, God, why aren't you blessing me? When He is blessing you. He, he may provide opportunity after opportunity for you to, to acquire whatever it is you need. But you don't want to fight for it. You think it's just going to fall in your lap. The blessings are waiting on you. Just like it was for these tribes, you know, they had to get out and fight. They had to conquer the land that was given to them. It wasn't just thrown in their lap. Yeah, they could have stayed in this one little area and be confined. But they had this other place that was covered up with trees. And Joshua said, go cut them down. There's plenty of land there. you got to go cut the woods down though. You think God's just going to do it for you? You think God's just going to 
come in and wipe it out and make this land nice and pretty with grass and big fields and pastures. No, you got to work. You know, there were some tribes that, that got some like that. But from the standpoint of these two tribes, it was just handed to them. They, they looked at their situation and thought, we're far worse off than they are, and we deserve just as much. How many times have we done that? I know I've done it. I've, I've sat and thought myself, I, I can even remember in, in, when I was in school, looking at some of my friends and thinking, man, they just they get to do everything. Their parents just let them get away with murder. I, I don't understand why I can't get to do some of the things I get to, that they get to do. But you know, I found out as I got older, talking to some of my friends, that they didn't have it as good as I thought I, that they did. And it's the same way in our Christian life. Sometimes we want to throw a pity party for ourselves and we start thinking, man, they have got it so much better than I do. But we don't know the challenges other people are facing. It may all look rosy and, and wonderful on the outside. You don't know what they're going through on the inside. You don't know what kind of family issues are, are coming up in their life. What kind of financial problems they may have. And I want to tell you all tonight, just because somebody's driving a new car don't mean that they're well off. They may barely be staying in their house because of that new car. We start to think like that. We start to have these covetous thoughts. And we end up missing God's provision. Not only do we miss out on it, but we don't see it. We don't see how God has provided for you. Because we're too busy looking at what we want. If we spent more time in prayer and, and thanking God for what we have, we wouldn't be so apt to think we don't have anything. You know, these people went to Joshua, and they probably thought if you do a little more studying, you'll find out that Joshua was from the tribe of Ephraim. So they probably thought, oh, we got the inside track here. Have y'all ever been in any sort of position of leadership? Or maybe you were on the other side. You knew somebody in a position of leadership. And you somehow tried to use that to your advantage. I've done that. And you know, I don't necessarily know that, that there's something wrong with that. There's not really a, a commandment in the Bible that tells you thou shalt not abuse your position of leadership and try to gain advantage over somebody. But <clears throat> that's what these people were trying to do, I think. I think they thought, well, Joseph's one of us. I mean, I'm sorry, Joshua. Joshua's one of us. We can go to him and we can squeak out a little more here, you know. Maybe he'll be, maybe he'll be a little more partial to us and, and give us a little extra from somebody else.
once again, we're back to being covetous. It's not just the fact that they tried to use Joshua to to get something, but they're trying to get what was somebody else's. Understand that for a minute. Now think about this. There's only so much land. So if they were to get more than they were allotted, it had to come from somebody else. So when they go to Joshua and they're saying, hey, how about we, you give us this over here or, or give us a little more of this over here, they're looking at other people's land thinking, man, I wish I had that. You know, it, sometimes it's not easy to understand the word covet today because, you know, I, I, somebody tried to explain it to me when I was a kid. Well, say you have a bicycle, but somebody else has one that you want better. You know, that's not quite it. It's not just wanting a, like a bicycle like what somebody else has. It's a lustful thing. Having that that covetous thought in your, in your mind and in your spirit is a lustful thing. You're, you're wanting to have what they have. It's not just wanting one like it. No, you see cars and stuff all the time. Oh, that's a nice car. I wish I had one like that. But when you start thinking, I wish I had the blessing they had. Not because you want to be like them, because you, you want what they have. Because there's only so much to go around. And you start wanting to acquire more and become bigger and badder than you really are. That's where the problem is. When you start doing that, you're, you're missing out on what God had intended. You know, God ordered the way they were to distribute this. It wasn't just by chance. And you know, the Word tells us that He will only trust you with a little until you've proven yourself. When you're proven that you're trustworthy, He'll trust you with more. So when we're looking at other people's lives and we think, man, I wish I had a blessing like that. Why don't God bless me in that same way? I wish He, I wish he would... Deal with me, and it's, well, it's because you're not, you haven't proven yourself yet. And the thoughts you're sitting there having, thinking, I wish he'd do that for me, is evidence to the fact that he can't trust you yet. I've been there before. I gotta be careful because I might get there again. So I'm not trying to tell y'all I have attained by any means. I'm trying to tell y'all that is a problem that all of us face if we're not careful. We will miss out on what God has done. We just totally not even see it. it. It just goes by us. and We don't recognize that God's blessing us because we're too busy looking at what He's doing for somebody else. Joshua tried to point out to these people that they had plenty if they're willing to get out and work for it. Like I said, they had plenty of woods, they had this mountain, they had a valley. But there was just too many obstacles for them. They, they just they didn't want that. They didn't want to have to work for 
their blessing. You know, we think about these blessings sometimes as gifts. Sometimes they are. Sometimes God will just drop one on you, man. You're like, where did that come from? Thank you, God. I, I thank you for that blessing that you just poured out on me. But you know, those are few and far between. You know, there was a time when I had a job that I absolutely hated. I dreaded going to work every day. I couldn't stand I mean, I just couldn't wait till it was time to get off. I couldn't even enjoy the weekend because I was dreading Monday morning. And you know, I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed, and God opened a door for me to get another job. But you know, if I wasn't willing to get in there and work and take advantage of the blessings in my life that God had provided through this job, listen, a job can be a blessing, but i got to work when I go. I gotta get out there and and do my best. If I don't, before you know it, I'm gonna be dreading that job because the heat's gonna get poured on from from those above me. Before you know it, I'm gonna be in the same situation and it won't be nobody's fault but my own. Now I'm not saying that it was my fault at the previous job. Sometimes it's just a bad job, but. My point is, if I wasn't trying to to look for God's provision, and I wasn't seeking Him and praying, and you know what? That new job opportunity might be the wrong thing. But when you're seeking God, and you're asking Him to open doors that He would have you to walk through, close the doors He, he you wouldn't want you to walk through, you won't miss God's provision. You, you're not worried about that kind of thing then because you know when the opportunity arises, it's, it's God working in your life. These people weren't looking for God's blessing. They were looking for a handout. They were looking for a handout. They wanted somebody to just open the door and say, here it is, fellas, come get it. They want to just load up their cart without going through the checkout, so to speak. There's a price to pay for a blessing. You know, even when God just drops one on you and you just feel overwhelmed with His blessings, that didn't come free. And I ain't trying to tell you God has holds these strings on you like a puppet. I'm trying to tell you that that came from previous encounters with God. That came from your previous experience, how you have proved yourself in His service. God doesn't just pour out blessings on people for no reason. He cannot bless you when you're outside His will. Understand that now. That's, that's key. That is so important. I've learned that through many times of not being in, the, in His will. God not only cannot, He will not bless you when you're outside of His will. 
He won't go against His Word. When His Word says a certain thing and you're contradictory to it, He can't bless you. He's not going to double back and say, well, I'll make an exception this time. He's not going to do it. So if you want to receive blessings from God, you want to be uh, looking for that provision, you've got to make sure that your life lines up with the requirements. These people just wanted Joshua to make an exception this time. He's one of us. Come on, Joshua. You're one of us, man. Hook us up. Make an exception this time. But Joshua said, No, y'all got enough. You just need to get out there and work for it. You need to look around and see what God has done. Yeah, you may have to slay some giants. You may have to cut down some trees. But the blessing's there. You know, I've found another note in some of my studies that even though this portion of land that these two tribes received may have been smaller, it was possibly some of the richest in resources. And you think about that for a minute. It's work to cut down a tree, but there's a whole lot you can do with wood. There's plenty of resources available. But if you ain't willing to work for it, they're no good to you. You get out there and try to build a fire in the woods. You've you got to gather some wood to build a fire. There's work to be done. And the blessing can come from that work. That's all I'm going to say tonight. Let's... uh. Before we dismiss, <clears throat> let's uh let's just come down here and pray for a minute. You know, the message this morning, I just I feel like we just nearly need to begin to to come and, and unite together in prayer. Um, and I don't I don't want you just to come down here and pray for a minute or two and get up and leave, but we as a church need to unite in prayer that, that God will begin to, to work not in this church only, but in this community and begin to reach those that are here. You know, there's a lot of work to be done, people. There's a whole lot of work to be done. Just like this message tonight, blessing can come from that work. But we've got to get out there and cut down some trees. We've got to do some work in, in fighting giants. We can't expect people to just come flooding in the doors. We can't expect God to just bless us just because we're here every day. We've got to get out and and look, hey, I'm a part of this. I ain't trying to lay it all on you guys. We've got to work harder. We've got to do more. If we expect to see uh, God's blessings and provision poured out on us, we've got to be the ones working.